0: Hello, you're listening to bonus content from Bethel Atlanta. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, please visit BethelAtlanta.com. Hello and welcome to this very special edition of the Bethel Atlanta podcast. I am Blake Healy and I'm here today with Steve Hale. Good to see you. Good to see you too. And Danny Silk. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. We're all here. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, Danny, you've been... uh, Connected with us here for basically as long as there has been a here. Forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. Before the foundations In of the, the earth. beginning, yes. <laughs> Danny's still covered over the waters. So <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Maybe not that. No, but can't. but uh, you know, you've been you've been a, a just um honestly an incalculable uh influence upon this place, connecting with us with the leadership team, the school. Um, and so yeah, we just uh wanted to take this opportunity just to kind of Reach in there and and uh, kind of introduce more of Danny to our to our g- greater uh, podcast family. Well, hi
1: everybody! <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. So uh, I know one subject that's that's very much on your radar right now is the uh, the new book that you have out, Unpunishable. Mm. Um, can you talk a little bit about what into what went into creating that that book?
1: Well, probably you know 15 18 years of uh, just working with people i think a lot of the background comes from uh, my role in uh, social work and foster care and that sort of thing working with parents who have totally blown it and lost you know lost the ability to have their children live with them and um, and not have a bad guy like somehow these children so bad want to return to their parents and we've got a court system, we've got uh, a community, we have a lot of folks who have no hope in these people. And um, so as a, you know, any kind of a child advocate, you would be like going, okay, how can we get this to work? Well, it starts with, they can't be viewed by me as a criminal, you know, mm-hmm. that's somebody else's job, they, somebody else has got that wired. I'm really the re- reconciliation guy. I'm mm-hmm. the restoration guy. I'm so I am, you know, I'm, I'm testing out what I didn't realize at the time. I'm testing out the new covenant. I'm testing out, mm-hmm. will you repent? Will you find that broken spot? Will you change? Mm-hmm. Can we bring reconciliation and restore your family? Mm-hmm. So there was lots of years of that. And then I took that in as a, a, a senior pastor and then brought that over to warp speed at Bethel. <laughs> And you know, there's just lots of practice, and um, I think uh, it just—it's just in me, but it's come out in so many different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you, you taught a little bit about the subject in uh, the school of ministry last night, mm-hmm. and and one thing you addressed that I—something I was aware of, but it's something that I, it's not always in the forefront of our mind, other than the train bearing <laughs> down at us from somewhere. <laughs> beyond <laughs> beyond the veil hopefully you can hear that oh, I thought that was our engineer doing that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to make it feel really authentic totally. you know, yeah, very I, earthy you know. <laughs> we got this farmland here you know you want to get that feel going no, but it is is really addressing how ingratiated, or not ingratiated, ingrained in our perspective this idea of the need for punishment mm. is? Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that and how, whether it's in the church or outside the church, but this this kind of need for for punishment? I think you called it addict, being addicted to punishment.
1: Yeah the uh, the subtitle of Unpunishable is ending our love affair with punishment, and it uh, I think you know in the the human heart or Psyche, or really, I think just you know through the perspective of uh, fallen man, which essentially you know I describe in the book is 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 seeing God through the eyes of the serpent, because Adam and Eve have shifted governments; they've they traded leaders, they traded rulers when they broke the one rule they had, and in doing so, they end up with a perspective looking at the father through their new leader's eyes, which is looking through the serpent's eyes at the father. And that is where the fear and the shame and uh, the hiding and all that, all that comes from the, the, that twisted, perverted perspective of the father. So mm. in there is this, this uh, conclusion that, that God is a scary, punishing king and i gotta hide from him and i've got to avoid that punishment so i think therein begins the cycle of shame in in people's lives where they are trapped in this loop of making themselves as small a target as possible or lying to avoid the consequences of punishment or become the rule maker so you get to be the punisher and uh, that dynamic is all wrapped up in really what happens when we get separated from god we you know that's the orphaned heart right there
0: mm-hmm. wow yeah it's such a uh, sad but uh, again so much a fundament, fundamental part of our mm. of like, the fall of man and needing to yeah get past that
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah last night in the school you were talking about uh, forgiveness and repentance and being unpunishable and And, you know, one of your previous books, Keep Your Love On. And it it, it hit me like you're taking on super core values of Christianity. But they sound almost uh, out there at the edge and and at times heretical to the church. (laughs) It's like this shouldn't be, and uh, yet it, why is this sounding like you're out there? This forgiveness when stuff is this too much, oh, oh, too much, is, uh, unpunishable, and keeping our love on. And it and it <laughs> strikes me as you're just getting, you're putting uh, grace in such a everyday language that people are being able to see where we measure up or where where we're actually. Oh, that that's difficult, and yet it shouldn't be so. Why, how's that happening? What's going on there?
1: Um, well, I don't really know why it's happening. I, I can I can uh, surmise here that it's happening because we are just being introduced to increasing levels of freedom. There's so much freedom in our lives that, um, for example, when when we strip away the "you have tos" and "you can'ts." Uh, But for example, marriage, you know, like you, well, you have to stay married. You can't get a divorce and society is pressing marriage to stay together, stay together. The court systems will punish you. The financial systems will punish you. Social systems will punish you. Everything will punish you if you were to get a divorce. And so it looks like at one point, wow, you know, the family institution is so... Together, it's it's so so solid. Well, really, what's happened is there's a bunch of pressure. A lot of it comes from religion, and now we live in a today a day where those pressures are almost totally eliminated. And now your marriage is really exposed to how much you're hanging on to it because nobody's pushing you together. Mm. So now all this character is on display in all this freedom, and so I think we had really have to emphasize the love piece, because the fear piece is dissipating. Mm-hmm. You know, the fear really of being punished is 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 dissipating because people are like, ah, there is no God, there's no punisher because there's no God, and there's no right or wrong because there's no rule maker. Actually, I'm the rule maker. You know, I decide. I have my feeling today means this is true. Like, whoa, whoa, stop it. There is a absolutes and there is a God. And there, there are consequences, eternal consequences. And But you are a very free person. And you, nobody's going to make you do these things that at once look like everybody was doing because it was in their heart to do. But when you strip it away there's there's a lot of uh, what looks like the devil is destroying the family the devil is destroying the society it's like no actually freedom is exposing everyone's character
2: wow. mm. Mm. well so <laughs> uh, yeah last night um, at the end one of our most important leaders stood up and, and became very vulnerable and transparent in the way they were asking the question and I could feel the room the love <laughs> go toward and I could feel just how great people felt and how safe everyone felt because of her ability to do that. Um, so there's something in that unpunishable message that brought that out. It was almost a climax to your message. It was you could, a
1: total case in point, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, it just proved the point. <laughs> it really did. And uh, So how do you create that in a, in a family, in a business, in a church? How, how do you create that?
1: Well, the leaders have to believe it. You know, the leaders. Leaders create culture, and if the leaders believe that, um, you know, they have to hide themselves to keep their position. They have to lie to each other and to themselves to um, be perceived a certain way. If if the if the leaders don't know how to walk in the light, then they're not they're not going to lead anybody into the light. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you end up with a, a a a leader who can say, I have failed and I I would like some help. Th- uh, that happened because there was a a culture that's been created that says, we'll help you. Because we all need help so and what she did is she uh set the bar on vulnerability to the roof Mm -hmm. like you know what probably nobody in this room going to get more vulnerable than this right here so whatever you were going to do bump it a couple notches and you're still going to be great
0: yeah yeah so good Mm -hmm. Mm yeah so um another uh area that you uh uh, overseas, I know the whole "loving on purpose" uh, empire, for lack of a better term. <laughs> <laughs> just the—I uh, know that you have. Uh, I, I personally got on there and looked at a lot of your just resources, videos, trainings, and things like that. And I understand that you have something new that's uh, starting relatively soon with actually uh, kind of creating a certification with that. You want to mm. share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Loving on purpose is uh, really since we left Bethel and helped Jesus Culture start uh, their church in the Sacramento area. Uh, sherry and i've really shifted our energies to developing the life academy uh, and the uh, the resources that the family coaching and as a result you know the the reach is uh you know it's global at this point and so you have all these people that are saying i would love uh permission to facilitate in my my environment kind of uh groups that are watching the life academy together and uh a facilitator's manual so that i would be able to lead them through questions and 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 do this for our world without having to be danny silk doing the teaching just push the button and and there we go (laughs) like right okay well we want to help you do that as much as we can and and then there's another group that says i'd like to be danny silk someday you know so (laughs) could you help me with uh resources and 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 slides and coaching and uh supervision and uh, help me get my own momentum so that one day I can actually do this to the um the level that that I can reach whether that's uh, skill anointing uh financial whatever it is so there's I'm really hoping that that we can multiply the, uh, the message around healthy families, healthy relationships, and uh, healthy leadership cultures.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: So we're calling that Loving on Purp- the Loving On Purpose Team. Hmm. So you would just go to LovingOnPurpose.com, hit the team button, and it'll open up and show you a wonderful world. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, because one of the things that I've always felt, I've, you know, I've, I was in a um, school of ministry 15 years ago now that I think about it and one of the things that was so profound about learning again a lot of the loving on purpose stuff uh, keep your love on and all those things was um, so much of the power of it is in the learning the unique application of it to Mm -hmm. to your life Mm -hmm. and so I think there really can be something uh, so powerful not only about learning the tools hearing them but also uh, I've personally found there's a lot of uh, almost you almost learn something different about it when you're trying to teach other people how sure. to do it. So I think there's could be a really awesome opportunity there.
1: Yeah. And that's where you run into other people's challenges, experiences, and even their solutions. You know, sometimes you run into somebody else's uh, creative application. You go, oh my gosh, I'm going to write that down. I'll, maybe I'll put that in a book or something. That was good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So one, one, at least one or two more questions before we, before we wrap up, we're getting close on time here, but, um, uh, you know, uh, getting more personal to us, uh, Beth Atlanta, we're, we're in a exciting, but very unique season right now, <laughs> uh, with being on our property, but in a, in a tent, you know, kind of on this, a lot of cool ways feeling on a, on a prep, uh, on the precipice of a, of a completely new season, mm. you know, in a season where. A lot of us, you know, here have been seeing a, a lot of growth, a lot of um, kind of expansion of what what we do here. You know, uh, knowing that you're kind of talking to some of the, the body here, what's what's something that you would kind of share to, to that group or, or maybe just some things that would be on your heart for, for folks that would be involved in th- those kinds of impending moments, I guess would be the way to say it.
1: Yeah, I guess I would say that everywhere I go, the uh, – the leaders are um, seeing their, their B team grow up to be their A team. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out, how, oh, wow, how do we do this? How do we, how do we allow uh, these people that have been in uh, leadership practice or, or trust practice or culture practice or whatever it has been, uh, how do we invite them in at the A level? And not feel displaced, not feel threatened, not feel dishonored. Um, How do we do that? So these transitions are happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. I I mean, uh, two years ago, I traveled 214 days that year. And I would say 60% of the environments I was in were in some sort of beginning, middle, or just pass through transition.
0: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And one one thought that'd be on my own if you have any more questions Steve you can kind of <laughs> pull, pull on this you know um, one thing that's been uh, this is very personal to me but I, I've I've also run into a lot of people who are on this side of it of you know I'm kind of a classic second generation Christian my parents were the first ones in both of their entire family lines you know as far back as they could see to to get saved they you know broke a lot of ground for mm. me me and my uh, sisters they they you know, uh i i feel like especially now as i'm you know growing up and and learning a lot of other people's experiences that i uh you know one of the even the things that the lord told me is that you know you know hey you're you're a solomon that you're you're inheriting something from someone who fought really really hard for it and I, i i see a lot of people in that kind of situation right now you know uh Looking, looking to inherit a kingdom, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in lots of different ways, in a hundred thousand different ways. But what is something you would say to people who are in, kind of in that position?
1: Um, well, I think that you know that's a great illustration of a Solomon uh, inheriting what his his warrior father fought to apprehend, uh, and he created a completely different environment for solomon as king for so long solomon is born in as a prince not as a shepherd boy you know i mean Mm -hmm. he's got a completely different starting point and uh he he's a man of peace he's a guy who really doesn't know how to fight and doesn't want to so he's so smart (laughs) he can find (laughs) his way around every battle but then he 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 doesn't pay attention to what he's protecting that his dad was protecting, which was the fire, you know, the Mm -hmm. presence, the, the, the primacy of a, a heart knit to the father. And he's, you know, in his wisdom, avoiding all these battles, he starts marrying all these foreign wives who have a pocket full of idols. And before he knows it, he's questioning his own faith and eventually introducing all this compromise, and I think that the next generation really has to be sure to st- you know keep keep your eye on what it is that you inherited. Don't um, don't overestimate your own momentum. Don't overestimate your own achievement and forget what got you here. So mm. uh, that old saying, you know, you dance with the girl that you brought, you know. <laughs> you t- <laughs> dance with the girl that got you there and uh, I think that if, if this generation or a second generation will in fact honor that that uh, that revival flame that revival fire that intense uh, intimate connection with, with God and, and his presence and not just with his Bible and not just with his church and not just with uh, his his heart for the lost but actually a heart for his presence and power and manifestation on the earth, and I think we're golden.
0: Mm. it's beautiful.
2: Yeah, Danny, uh, I've been asking the Lord to have the gospel grow inside of me, and, mm. and as you've been talking, I just think you display the gospel around love and punishment, forgiveness, uh, just that whole honor piece, as well as anyone we're ever around. So I want to thank you for mm. carrying the gospel so. Large inside <laughs> of you, and just on pe- behalf of the Bethel Atlanta community, you've been a huge um, piece and foundation and contributor, and uh, and really a, a culture shaper mm. here uh, for since day one, and and so I just uh, want to thank you and Sherry with heartfelt thanks for all you've done all you're doing and all you will do in the future so uh, we just love you
1: awesome thank you so much and it's, i'm just so delighted to be part of all that's happening you know it's just you guys have just done such amazing things here and and really you know stewarding that that flame and uh, making it such a priority and i i mean i i'm just carrying what i was given as well i mean i come from a beautiful culture. A and and you you just remind me of home. I mean, it's like when you walk in and you
0: smell that cooking, you're like, I'm home. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, it's been a joy having you here with us. Thanks, Danny. guys, very yeah. much. Thank uh, you. Thanks for being here, Steve. You're welcome. Come anytime. Awesome. And uh, uh, Unpunishable, available wherever books are sold. Yep. And LovingOnPurpose.com for all that wonderful stuff there. Yep. Awesome. Cool. All right. Love you guys. Love you, Thank you for listening to this bonus content from Bethel Atlanta. To stay connected to Bethel Atlanta, please follow us on social media or visit BethelAtlanta.com.